Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. All right, ladies, so this week's episode is a little bit more sensitive in nature. This week, I get the honor of interviewing Grace McCready. Grace McCready is the brand new author of a book called Real Recovery, What Eating Disorder Recovery Actually Looks Like. See, ladies, we live in a world that focuses so much on our looks and how we are not accepted or wanted if we don't look a certain way. And if we're not careful, that can lead us to making our bodies an idol because we're putting them before what God says about us. And this is exactly what Grace did. See, Grace was a thin, beautiful girl, but when she looked in the mirror, all she saw was somebody who was fat and ugly. What started out as her trying to lose a little bit of weight by slowly changing her diet led to her telling endless lies, starving herself, and exercising herself nearly to death. And because Grace chose to believe lies instead of the truth of who God created her to be, This led her down a very dark path. Grace, we are so honored to have you on the podcast this week. But before we get started, I want to ask you a couple of fun questions so that our girls can get to know you a little bit better before we get into today's episode. So the first question I have for you is tell me something fun about you that not very many people know. Not many people know I've never been on an airplane, which is pretty unusual for someone my age. Um, But whenever we travel, we always drive by car because my dad gets really sick on airplanes. So I've never been on an airplane, but I want to someday to try it. That's awesome. (laughs) My kids are always telling me, can we go somewhere on an airplane? I like to drive personally because you can stop and see things. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. (laughs) I love that. All right. So the next question is, what is your favorite song to worship to right now? Uh, My favorite song right now is Out of Hiding by Stephanie Gretzinger. She has such a beautiful voice, but particularly the lyrics really speak to me and are really encouraging and powerful and a good reminder of God's love for us. So even though it's a simple song, the music's really beautiful. Her voice is really beautiful and the lyrics are really amazing. That's awesome. I have not heard that song. I do like her a lot, but I have not heard that song. So I have to be sure to go back and listen to that one. Yeah, you you need to. It's beautiful. All right. Do you have a favorite verse that really stands out to you right now? Yes. It's Luke 8, 40 through 55. That little passage has been encouraging me right now because it's like a story that a lot of people have heard. Jesus healing Jairus's daughter, who he believes is dead and everyone thinks that she's died. And Jesus heals her. And initially it's a really simple story and you don't really think much of it. But 
After rereading it recently, is Jesus's compassion for Jairus and his family, even in their disbelief, he really understands what Jairus is going through. He understands the fear and the concern and the anxiety that Jairus has. And the story really speaks to me right now. That's awesome. My daughter is a gymnast and the balance beam was one of the things that she had the biggest challenges with. And Luke 850 was one that she would speak where he said, fear not, but believe only. And so that was something that she used to speak to herself. She's like, I will fear not, but I will believe. (laughs) I love that. All right. So the last question I have before we get started is tell me a little bit about you. Well, I'm definitely first and foremost, a Christian, God's child. I'm a writer. As we'll talk about, I've written a book recently. I've loved writing since I was a little girl. So I'm definitely a writer at heart and something I think that God's given me a passion for is writing. I'm very much a family oriented and friends oriented person. I'm technically an introvert, but I love being with people, especially in small groups, getting to know people one-on-one. Awesome. Grace, do you have a message that you want to share with these girls today? I definitely do. A few months ago, I had my first book come out and it's called Real Recovery, What Eating Disorder Recovery Actually Looks Like. The reason I wrote this book was because I personally struggled with anorexia for a couple of years when I was a teen. And I wanted to write a book that really spoke to the recovery aspect um, instead of the the eating disorder itself. While the book does definitely talk about eating disorders, it's more focused on recovery. And I felt like there was a huge gap in the Christian market, especially for books about eating disorder recovery. And the books that were on the market for Christian girls were typically depressing and really dark and really heavy. And even though I struggled with an eating disorder, mine thankfully wasn't super severe. So the depressing books didn't really encourage me. And I thought, well, I really want to write a book that's encouraging and inspiring and helpful. And so I I was in counseling for several years. And one counselor taught me really the importance of fighting lies with the truth, even when you don't feel like it. And becoming comfortable in the uncomfortable. And those are a couple principles that I incorporate in the book. So it's really my journey of recovery and something that I emphasize over and over again in the book is that all recovery matters. All types of recovery matter. It's more than physical recovery. There's also emotional and mental and spiritual recovery. And even though it was really difficult for me to make that kind of recovery, emotional, mental, and spiritual, those recovery parts of my life took way longer than the physical recovery did. Even though they took a lot longer, it was still worth it. It was still worth all the hard decisions I had to make. It was still worth all the time and the energy and the effort that I put in because now I can say that I am recovered. It was certainly hard to recover physically, but the mental, emotional, spiritual recovery definitely took more out of me than physical recovery. And I'm just glad that I persevered and that God provided healing in those areas. And he's now shown me looking in the rearview mirror, I can see how he worked. I couldn't see it at the time. I thought I was really like in a black hole when I was recovering. It was a really hard time. But now looking back, I can see how God was moving and working and people he was using in my life. I guess my message is, if you are struggling with an eating disorder, 
I encourage you to find someone, a counselor, a family member, a friend, someone you can talk to about it. And just to take the first step of physical recovery, I kind of think of that as a first step because at least for me, my brain wasn't really thinking clearly when I was depriving myself of the nutrients that I needed to live and thrive. So first take that step of physical recovery. And then after that, work on your mental and emotional and spiritual health. And if you're recovering currently from an eating disorder, don't give up because you'll feel like giving up every single day. And it's a really difficult thing to go through, but don't give up and know that each day matters. Each decision you make, each Each tiny decision matters and each decision will get you closer to recovery. And even though recovery may take longer than you expected and it may take more effort and energy than you expected, it's still worth it. And you'll be able to look back in the rearview mirror and see where God's brought you. That makes it worth it. That's awesome. So going back to like the days of when you were walking through this eating disorder, what helped you to take that first step? Yeah, that's a great question. And I was honestly kicking and screaming the whole six months of my like hardcore physical recovery. I think just really my parents' intervention in my life is what caused me to start the physical recovery, which is what I needed up front because I wasn't in a good place. But that's why it's so important to have close family members or friends who you can go to about it. When I opened up a little bit about my eating disorder, not even sharing all the details with my parents, but that's kind of what got them to help me. They helped me find a counselor and a nutritionist. And that's when my physical recovery started. So I had to open up, but really it was them helping me recover because I really didn't want to recover, if that makes sense. And one of the things that we talk about on the Uncommon Team podcast is how, you know, the biggest battle that you face is the battle in your mind. Can you talk to these girls about the importance of winning that battle in their mind? Yeah. So going back to what were my counselor, the thing she stressed over and over to me, which I, I was frustrated with because I didn't see the value in it at the time, was writing down a lie that I knew logically was wrong. I felt it was real. I felt it was true. But logically, from the perspective of God's word and my family members and my doctors and different objective sources, something that I knew was true, I would write down right under that lie. I think if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be where I am now and how I can see things more objectively. And even though I still care about my body, I care less about my body. And I don't think I would be in this place if I hadn't written down those lies and those truths. I love that. And, you know, we just did a podcast recently called, I know that I should like the way that I look, but I don't. (laughs) And it was all about, you know, what God's word says, like, you know, it in your head, but like, you don't feel that way. And we talked about what are some things that they need to do in that process. And I love that. That's exactly what you're sharing. It's like, we know it, you know, logically we know it, but like, we just don't feel that way. And these are thoughts that are going to keep popping in our head, probably throughout the rest of our life. So we have to take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And so I would love to hear from you, like, is this something that you've dealt with concerning the eating disorder? And what do you do to keep that in check to make sure that the enemy doesn't win? Honestly, I do still struggle. Even with physical recovery, I focus on, you know, lies that I'm believing. Still struggle with not letting my eating disorder be an idol because although I'm definitely in a physically healthy place, I still, you know, struggle like my body. And so 
One thing is just to realize a result of the fall is idolatry, wanting to make our bodies or how we feel about our bodies more important than anything else, including God. So that's something that idolatry may always be an issue, something that we have to fight on a daily basis. But something else, find a verse, one particular Bible verse or passage that encourages you and is kind of your rock because you can memorize it and bring it up again and again and again and whenever you need it. My mom, when I was really struggling with recovery, she wrote down a few very specific passages about uh, truth and God's grace and healing. So I would encourage listeners to just find one specific verse that they can always come back to that is a good weapon against Satan's lies. What would you say to any girls that are listening to this that maybe they're not struggling with an eating disorder, but maybe they know somebody who is, or maybe they don't even realize that that's what their friends are struggling with? What would you say to them? What what advice would you give to them? Definitely look for warning signs. Be on the alert to things that don't seem healthy. Just typically eating less, exercising more is kind of the very, very general overview of anorexia in particular, but changes in behavior. Be willing to talk about hard things. This is something I still need to work on myself, but being willing to talk about hard things is huge because even though you have a friend who you think is struggling, she may not want to really talk about her eating disorder. She probably wants to keep it a secret and doesn't want to focus on it so that she can continue down that path and continue losing weight that in reality, she doesn't need to lose. So she's probably not going to be super open to talking about it, but I would encourage you to, if you have a good relationship with her, just be willing to ask hard questions. Always be praying for your friends who are struggling with body image and eating disorder because prayer changes things. So is there somebody that they should talk to in particular if they if they suspect something? Maybe their friends not admitting that there's something going on, but but they're seeing there's some pretty clear signs. Who should they talk to? It's always good to get kind of a second opinion. If you have a good relationship with your parents, bring it to them. They can give their advice on it and they can also be praying for her as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that you say that because that second opinion is really important because sometimes maybe they're not dealing with something. They're just not hungry that day or, you know, something you, we just don't know. And so exactly. it's better than to just say, okay, something's going on here. And, <laughs> you know, just to make sure that, you know, something's going on. And that, I love that you say to ask those hard questions because, I mean, it just shows that, you know, you care about them. Like, hey, is something going on? Like, can we talk? You know, and just asking those questions. Is there something I can pray for you about? You know, those are things that can be hard to do, but they're so, so important. I mean, even if nothing really is going on eating disorder wise, and I'm not saying every girl has an eating disorder, even if it <laughs> looks like it, it's probably not as common as we we would like to think it is, but it does happen. Yeah. It, it was a huge part of my recovery, realizing everyone has different DNA and some people just are naturally thin people and that's just their DNA. And we're all wired differently. God designed us each differently. Again, that's why it's important to bring it up. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with these girls? If you're struggling with an eating disorder, if you're already recovering and you don't feel like you'll ever be recovered, real recovery is possible. And it may not look exactly like what you expected or what someone else has told you it would be like, but it's possible because we have a very powerful God and he wants us to find healing from 
eating disorders from whatever we're going through, but real recovery is possible. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, where can they find you and your book? You can find my book on Amazon. You can also find it on Barnes and Nobles and Walmart and Christian book distributors, but Amazon, probably the best place. Tizzy's Tidbits of Truth is my blog where I write for young women on a weekly basis. And that's T-I-Z-Z-I-E-S. Tizzy is my nickname. Tizzy's Tidbits of Truth is where I write for young women. So I'd love to get connected with you there. I have a contact form if you want to reach out. Awesome. Are you on Instagram or anything? I'm actually not. Super unusual for my age. Personally, it's not great for me to be on social media. I love hearing that, though. Like somebody as young as you not being on social media. That's that's good. I mean, my daughter's 15 and she has no desire to be on social media. And I love that because social media is not always good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it's very much a, a pros and it has pros and cons, uh, big ones, big pros and cons. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited that you were here. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you for having me. All right, ladies. So as we say every week, I want you to really believe this in your heart as you repeat it after me, because it is the truth of God's word over you. Say it with me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I hope that this episode blessed you all as much as it did me. Remember, God's word is the highest form of truth over any lie that the enemy could whisper into our minds. And so I encourage you this week, get into the word of God, find out what he says about you and how much he loves you and watch how your life is changed forever, not overnight, but over time. All right, ladies, I hope you have an amazing week and we will see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know just how much God really does love you. Now, I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, so I have a question for you. What does your summer look like? What is one thing that you are going to do this summer that is going to change your life forever? What are you going to do this summer to help you make friends who love Jesus that will help you grow in your walk with God all while having a blast? If your answer is, well, (laughs) not really a whole lot. Well, I have something just for you that will help you do all of those things. Are you interested? What if you did something this summer that could change your life forever? Ladies, I want to invite you to join me for Uncommon Teen Live 2024 because you are going to do just that. You are going to meet your new besties. You're going to have a blast and grow in your walk with God. So grab your parents, head on over to UncommonTeen.com and grab your tickets today.